from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Good day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. I'm your glamorous host, David Strausser, and welcome to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz, your place to grow a business during complete chaos. We got a great episode slated for you all today, something I think you will all appreciate as we are living in a digital meeting world. First, though, remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can now click the join button. Join the channel for $3 a month. You, too, can become a baby shark. You can also go to our coffee brand, Dead House coffee.com again that's deadhousecoffee.com use the code shark you get 20% off of your order and all proceeds directly support us producing the biggest best show we possibly can so let's get back to today's show we're going to hear an awesome story of an entrepreneur who beat cancer and kept her dreams alive throughout it all, creating an awesome business and really helping everyone in her industry grow. On top of that, we're going to have some awesome tips and pointers, you can say, that will help you do your best to be the best you you can possibly be during your next Zoom call. So who is today's guest? Oh, so glad you asked. Renee Dallow. Wedding planning wasn't always in the cards for Renee. Instead, that started out as a seemingly one-time favor for a friend involved into a thriving side hustle to her acting career. When it was her turn to walk down the aisle, she flipped the script and discovered that the wedding industry was truly where she belonged. Shortly after her I do's, she started Moxie Bright Events, a boutique wedding planning company, and never looked back. Renee is a fan favorite on the speaking circuit, taking the stage at national and international conferences across the country, including Alt Summit, Wedding MBA, and Creative at Heart, among others. She is recognized across the industry, having earned a coveted spot on Honey Books 20 on the Rise list, and she contributes frequently to industry publications. She currently serves as the president of WIPA, Southern California, and also held leadership roles in the Association of Bridal Consultants and the Rising Tide Society. So, hey, let's not delay any longer. Let's bring Renee on in here. Personal growth. Renee, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. Oh my gosh, that sounds dangerous, actually. Do I want to be sure? No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Very dangerous place here, so watch out. (laughs) Though, I'm very happy to have you on, and we always start the show with same question to kind of get the conversation rolling. Who are you? Where have you been? What do you do? What's your experience? Basically, tell us in a nutshell, what makes Renee, Renee? 
who am I? Such an loaded question. question. Yeah, such a loaded question. But Uh, yet I frame it as the easy question that kicks everything off. Just a softball to start. Um, Who am I? I'm a wedding planner and uh, an educator and a podcast host. That's one answer I give. Uh, Another answer I give is I'm a wife and dog mom, sushi addict. Okay. Oh, I'm a sushi addict. Oh yeah, pretty much can't find me without an iced tea in my hand. Although as I look down, my glass is currently empty because I drank it all. Um, I'm originally from New York, so I'm a New Yorker. That's a big part of my personality. Um, I cuss. That's like, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, so that's pretty much just baked into my my bloodstream at this point. And um, I used to be in musical theater, so I used to be a musical theater performer. I did a bunch of road shows where I was uh-huh. traveling the country. So I've been to every state in the contiguous U.S. and Alaska, wow. but not Hawaii. So that's a little feather in my cap. Although I don't remember most of it. A lot of it was just the inside of a bus and the inside of a theater. I can still Mm -hmm. say like my feet have been on the ground in every state in this country. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I planned my own wedding a million years ago and then became a wedding planner, which is a typical story. But but everything I did before that and everything I've done after that has is pretty much the thing that is the difference. Right. Okay. Okay. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Definitely. You have some travels around there. I I love travel. I have not gotten to all 50 states yet. I am in the thirties though, I think. Last time I counted. So that's impressive. I mean, some of the states, maybe in the forties. Don't have a lot to like bring you in. If you're not already in Mm -hmm. a truck and bus tour, like going across the country, like there are some that you're like, why would I, what's here to see really? In a way, I don't hate me, flyover states. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just thinking here. I I think Oregon, Idaho, uh, the Mm -hmm. Dakotas, uh, Montana are states I have. I've not been to Louisiana yet. Uh, Oh, really? You haven't been been, to New Orleans? No, I've never (gasps) been there or. I don't think Alabama, Arkansas are the two other states. And then uh, it would probably be up here in the far, far northeast, like Maine. I don't think I've been to New Hampshire or Vermont yet, but everything else I've kind of got. I mean, I slept through Rhode Island once, so. It's really easy to sleep through Rhode Island. I will tell you this, if you're ever in Nashua, uh, New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire, or thereabouts, they have a grinder shop there called Nato's that my family Mm -hmm. really likes. And we have driven many hours to go to Nato's. I hope it's still open now that I say that. Who knows about what COVID. (laughs) I'll be going out there in their clothes and I'm like. You'd be like, I came all this way. There's also a really excellent um, Italian restaurant in Oklahoma City, which I'm pretty sure has something to do with the witness protection program, but I'm not. Like I walked in and was like, this feels like Brooklyn. And everyone on tour with me was like, shut up. I'm like, oh, right. So yeah, I have culinary adventures uh, from the States is what I can share with you. That's great. That's great. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, you've got a pretty rocket, robust personality that really shines, which I think really goes into the topic that we're going to be talking today about just really connecting authentically while you're on camera. Yeah. So has there ever been a year where we spent more time on camera if we're not nope. actors? No. There's never been a time in history. Um, it's a, a strange thing happened when COVID hit. I mean, I've I've literally been sitting at this desk since March so uh, yeah. of 2020. So um, I think we had to get really comfortable really quickly with this mode of communication. And I, I think now that we've been in it almost a year, you know, definitely it's ebbed and flowed. Like I think at first everyone was like hyper aware of themselves. Then it kind of went into like, at least in my yeah. experience, this like 
real like I'm just gonna show up in sweatpants with dirty hair and everyone's gonna deal with it like summertime then it kind of by the holidays people were more like oh we're gonna dress up for our zooms again and now we're at least in California (laughs) we're in this uh never-ending quarantine so we're going to be elegant again yeah, we're, we're on the upswing again of like, I'm going to wear makeup. Um, but no, I think what's interesting about it is that we were forced into this, right? It wasn't, no oh, one yeah. really went willingly into the Zoom, you know, land of doing all business and all conversations this way. But mm-hmm. it occurred to me as as we were ramping up into this, that like I was uniquely suited for this because of my acting background. Right. And also because I've been actually doing my client consultations, like my sales calls with potential yeah. wedding planning clients on Skype for years. Like well yeah. after Skype was like trendy, I was still like, can we get on Skype? And people are like, I don't even know if I have it. I'm like, download it. It's going to be great because LA has a lot of traffic, Los Angeles. Yeah. It's possible in LA that I could drive two hours to meet a client that didn't hire me. And once I figured that out, I was like, that is not going to be my life. I can't because there's I not enough hours I lived in LA for four years. I lived in LA for four years. And you were and, on the freeway for most of it, I bet. Um, actually, do you know Azusa? Yeah, for the okay, colleges. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Azusa is like the best kept secret in LA, I think, because of the fact that, like, if I, I, I belong to the city club in downtown LA, if I yeah. wanted to drive down there, I can go almost any time of the day. I'd get down there in 40 minutes. Now, to get home, okay, that's another story. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting on like um, the right there, getting onto the 210 with the uh, trying to think of it, the 60 something highway out there that comes up like through Pomona up there yeah, yeah. on the highway. Okay, um, and like at that intersection where you get onto the 210, I mean, I'm literally three miles from my house. I could sit there for 45 minutes or two hours. Yeah, it was horrible. It's horrible. So. And listen, I do pre-pandemic, right? Back in regular times, I was doing plenty of client meetings where I'd leave my house. Mm -hmm. But the consult meeting, you're not getting paid yet. So why in the world would I drive for two hours to sit with someone who may or may not be interested enough to hire me? And then I'm driving two hours home. And then I'm like, wow, that was four hours of my life that I'll never get back. So- So I I don't, you know, I said earlier, I was uniquely suited. Many people are suited to this and we've all adapted certainly. But there were things that I realized I'd been doing for years that I was like, I should tell people this <laughs> to sort of um, <laughs> speed up the learning curve, you know, um, right? because we've had to just get used to it. And it's just had to be, it's just commonplace now, right? It's got on a Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you Zoom know, with like, my father. I Zoom with my niece who's nine. Like we, everyone Zooms. Yeah. yeah, no, that's totally true. Because when I look at it uh, a year before the pandemic, I We'd always do video calls, stuff like that through work, usually with teams and barely anybody would have their camera on. Uh, They would hate having to put their camera on. Now it's just automatic cameras already on, always on. (laughs) You know, this is how we how we work. Yes. And this is also why we end up with like memes about like the guy who didn't know he was on camera without pants on or something. You oh know? yeah, we've 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 gotten so so used to it that that now this seems normal, which is kind of exciting i think um, and that we're all sort of expanding our edges a little bit more yeah yeah definitely i think that's one of the positives that the pandemic forced us to really embrace technology that's been around for a while but yeah it, it wasn't adopted i think the way that it was meant to be now it's starting to be you know formally adopted across the board but yeah. it's funny because you bring up skype and i like 
That is so old school. I don't see anything wrong with Skype, but I, when I was first kicking off the podcast and I'm trying to figure out what software do I want to use to record the actual interviews itself, it was like, hey, you know, let's do Skype. That's easy. And I started telling people. And of course, it had to be my LA friends like, yuck, Skype, you know, <laughs> like, don't you? Well, we're use very Zoom? judgmental here. Yeah. 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 You know, Skype, it's like um, when you say people, when you tell people you used to Skype, it's like saying you used to have a Hotmail account. It's kind of right. the same. An AOL. 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 You're right. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm like, I've been doing this video call since Skype, like, of course, millennials and now Gen Z are like, ew, how old are you? I'm like, let's yeah. not talk about that children we don't talk we don't talk about that older than you think is my answer we we, we should talk about icq then a while <laughs> yes oh uh, we're not going back that old school no okay. not that far i refuse to acknowledge that that's how far. it's funny because just in the previous interview uh i recorded we were actually talking about aol keywords Oh, how funny. My husband still has an AOL account. He's 10 years older oh. than me, though. So I cheese him relentlessly about it because I'm like, listen, Joe, no one's emailing you on that account. He's like, no, it's my junk mail. I'm like, still, though, can you get rid of it? It's not good. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I still see every now and then an AOL email and it's like, so wow. Funny. Now I understand why you're using Excel and you have not bought a modern ERP solution yet like me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but anyways, so we, we kind of lay down the basis. Everybody is, you know, maybe they're still working in the office and still have yeah. some in-person stuff, but chances are with everybody that's outside of those four walls or maybe they have limited capacity, they're still doing video calls, whether it's friends or family, a lot more than what they were doing a year ago. I mean, that's yeah. undoubted across the board. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to go back to normal anytime soon. Like I, I even see it with my, yeah, I think it's going to be a hybrid. And I think even with like, you know, some of our friends, we have a friend who relocated to Hawaii for part of the pandemic. Hold on for a second. Work. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You have friends? I have some friends that's true, <laughs> that are not in the wedding industry, believe it or not. Ooh, like what? How'd go. that happen? They're old. Yeah. They were from before. But uh, one of our okay. friends relocated to Hawaii and he keeps FaceTiming my husband instead of just calling. And mm-hmm. my husband's like, what is this? I'm like, no, this is 2021. We're, we're just mm-hmm. video calling now. Get used to it. Also, I think he wants to show off and show us the beach, which I'm happy to see. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I actually get annoyed by phone calls anymore. I don't care if they're <laughs> video calls or phone calls. Yeah, I just don't. I agree. Unless it's a customer, I just don't answer the phone. Yeah, something's going to be on fire if someone's calling me. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, you you, you look at my voicemail. I just cleaned it up, but uh, I already have all the messages that aren't even, re- I, I don't even listen to yeah. them. I don't know. Does that make me bad? No, I do the same. I actually am a big stickler for, like, scheduled phone calls. Like, if you want to talk to me, schedule it through my Calendly, put it on the calendar. If it's not on the Google Calendar, it's literally not happening. I live and die (laughs) by that thing. Unless you're buying something from me. That's the exception. I'm always open for customers. uh, Well, for my clients, I think it's less stressful for them, for my wedding planning clients, to just know that they have a time to talk to me. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when they're calling me, I'm doing this, or I'm in a meeting with someone else, and they're like, where is she? I'm like, well, there's many, many of you, dear clients. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's more of a... The, for their peace of mind, they know, okay, I'm going to talk to her tomorrow at two. It's easier. Yeah. Picking up yeah, the phone. When so. the phone rings, it's a lot of anxiety. Like, what do you, who is it? What do you want? I'm in the middle of something. Uh, that's what I get when my parents call me. <laughs> Hope they're not listening. I might have to parents, edit that out. Parents, we love you. But at my age, when my parents call me, I'm like, who died? What's happening? <laughs> exactly. Do I need to pick it up right now? Yeah. Exactly. So 
Let's talk a little bit then about, you know, we're doing all this uh, video calling, whatever yes. we want to call it, video webinars, video conferences, besides the etiquette of actually wearing pants. Um, yes. What other type of main etiquettes do you think that there are that people really need to, because I, I, I think for a lot of people, they're not real strong on this front. I mean, during this yeah. time period, because it is going to be an extended time period, might be around in a hybrid format forever now. It's going to hurt their careers. It's going to uh, limit potential you know, promotions, things like that. They can't sell themselves like they used to in person. I think the I think the the if you do nothing else, you need to get good lighting. Mm -hmm. I have just seen too many people trying to zoom from like a dark corner of their house where it looks like they're in a cave and they're backlit so you can't see their face. And that is very off-putting. Like yeah. even if you know them and you love them, if you can't see someone's facial expressions, even if they're not doing that much, you still go, okay, it, it, it's there's a disconnect there. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like you mm -hmm. are having a conversation with them if you can't see their face. So I mean, at this point in the pandemic, I, I think if you can't invest in a light, that's fine. But also, you can also just move your desk or your computer in front of a window. Like at the very yeah. least, do not sit with one, your back to a window. I got five lights here. I have, I have four lights on right now. There yeah, I have go. a ring light, two side lights and an and a overhead light. And I usually have a light behind me lighting up the wall a little, but um, yeah. I turned it off because it's it's getting too hot in here. Because I'm in California. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel, yeah. The lights are hot. That's a downside. But no, I, I yeah. totally agree with that. The lighting is a very important aspect. Uh, what else do you have as far as gaining that authenticity? Yeah, here's an, a little a little cheat if you really um, don't want to invest in, in a light or if you only invest in one light. If you get one of these calligraphy pads, it's like a big, what is, it's like eight and a half by 11 and you open it up so it's bright white and you stick it under your chin or stick it on your desk, it, ah, brights, it lights up your face. Hold yep. on, hold on, now, now remove it. You kind of can't see it as much with me because I have so many lights on. But oh yeah, yeah. No, you can, you can see it I, if I hold it. I, yeah, they may that? not be able to see it. Yeah, they may not be able to see it that clearly in the recorded video, but uh, yeah. the live video but comes out much higher definition. Yeah. And you can see the subtle changes. Yeah. It's like a $10 fix, y'all. Just get a calligraphy and stick it under your chair, stick it on the desk. It's great. Um, because really, like lighting is key. And also, just like your face. And I know that's going to sound like, what are you talking about? So I think a lot of times, um, like we've been so aware of our own faces now because of zoom yeah. and it's there is a well that's why i things. cover mine with the notes because right. i don't right. want to look at mine i'll look at right. yours uh. right um so that's one thing you can do right is cover your own face if you really can't handle it but i actually think it's more of like a learning tool to kind of see myself peripherally but there's two things that i see people doing that i think we need to um that we can do better is that one people look at themselves instead of the camera so i'm looking at the camera right now which looks yep. like I'm looking at you. But if I look at myself, it looks like I'm distracted and looking away, right? Right. And we all, but our natural instinct is going to be to look at ourselves or look at the person, in which case mm -hmm. I can tell that I'm looking at you, but to you, what does this look like? It looks like I'm looking away slightly. Yep. Right, so if we just train ourselves to look at the little camera on our computers, or if you have a webcam, uh, look at the camera just the whole time. Um, which also helps you because then you don't end up looking at yourself the whole time and thinking, do I look like that? Is that what I look like? <laughs> um, but then also 
like active listening is a real skill that needs to be developed. So a lot of times, especially if you're in like a group meeting, it's really easy. Your listening face might look like this, which is a fine face. (laughs) Not going to say that's not, that's your face, right? But this also could read as annoyed or disinterested or super bored. And so what I have developed over the years is just like a little more active listening face where it's like, I'm, I'm present. I'm here. I'm going to nod every so often. I'm going to smile a lot when I'm listening to you so that, you know, I'm like, especially on a sales call with a potential client, like they need to know that you're connected to them. Right. And especially Uh, you're making me so hyper sensitized to all the stuff that I do. I know my first, my first couple episodes, I was kind of, Okay. Yeah. You're like, okay. I'm seriously the same. I, I, yeah. I learned how to be a podcast host after doing like 70 interviews. And <laughs> yes, we, you know, things have, uh, things have changed. It wasn't that I was disinterested in anything. It's just that, uh, you know, it, yeah. I learned, I grew. We're not used to as a culture, like expressing ourselves with our face. We're, we're really not like, we're used to like, verbally saying like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. like we're very verbal as a, as a culture. Um, but you can't do that on zoom, especially in a big meeting. Cause as soon as you have any verbal, anything, if you, if the zoom isn't set up the way, um, you know, we can set it up with like pins and spotlights. If you cough, <coughs> the zoom will come to you right. and then it'll be on you coughing. Right. Or you're muted. So mm-hmm. we have to come up with different and more exciting ways to say, to show that we're like, actively engaged in listening. And sometimes it's just as easy as like smiling through a sentence, which I just did, yeah. which looked normal. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. It, it looks actually being besides the, the creepiness, it does look normal. <laughs> right. And that's the thing, like you can feel self-conscious about it, or you can just go like, this is, this is what's happening now. And it isn't normal that you walk around all day going like, uh-huh, everything's great. but it feels better on camera right (laughs) Right, it feels better on camera if you're just smiling especially at your clients like especially at your clients unless they're telling you something sad obviously like have an appropriate reaction but your resting bitch face doesn't work here that's what i'm saying yeah exactly exactly uh in fact i have a pro tip for you on this matter tell me I have my own little like 30 second video where I'm just like this sitting for conferences. <laughs> I know I am not going to have to speak at like uh, yes. internal meetings or whatever, but they yeah. make us have our cameras on. And it's like, dude, I run the whole Northeast. I got other stuff to do. This has, yeah. I, I don't care about this. Put it on, mute the mic. And uh, occasionally I'll hit like uh, a smiley face or something like that emoji in the, the chat. And until yeah. someone listens to this podcast and hears it, nobody at the company knows. My husband does that because he um, does, he's a stand up comic, uh, part, mm-hmm. you know, as many other things that he does. He's also a TV producer, but when he does a stand up comedy shows virtually, you have to sit there for like two hours and listen to all the other comics and he's there listening. But it's hard to do this yeah. for two hours. So he does have a similar thing. I can't believe I just said that. We're, Hopefully, if, if you don't know, funny. no one paying attention. He's very, he's very much on there listening. I think I'm going to get yeah, in trouble yeah, when he hears this. Exactly. Where, where does uh, where does he do his stand up at? I don't want to tell you now because he's going to get in trouble. Uh, in and around Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. No, I ask because uh, we've had some comedians here on the show from out there at the comedy store have been on the show. So, just wanted to throw it out there. May, may or may not know my husband. He's also a TV producer. So he's worked on uh, reality TV shows for a while. So he he knows a lot of people. He did punk for 12 years or 
13 years now. So he knows all oh, those, all those peeps. That, that sounds fun. Now, if you think the loop video is bad. Also, no, I think it's genius. Okay. Okay. So I also have another one play that I do when I just want to be left alone in the office because I'm watching uh-huh. Netflix or whatever, that's when I have pre-recorded conference calls that I just play on a YouTube <laughs> channel. Whole family right. thinks, oh, daddy's in a meeting. But really, yes. I'm sitting here binge watching Netflix. Love that. We actually put a, because um, I also have my own podcast and I record everything from right here now. Yeah. So we actually put a, a slider on my office door that says recording or on yeah. or off so that Joe knows and, and anyone knows like you can't come in here because I'm recording. Yep. yep. There's also no, the doors we, behind me so you could, wouldn't be able to see them anyway. Yeah. We've all, yeah, we've adapted. Here. We've adapted to this new normal with like that, all kinds of that, things. That brings up a good, good question. You know, if you are working from home, whether it's in like once a week or every day right now, uh, you're doing, if you're doing a lot of virtual calls, is it good to have something like that so that people know, like, he's in a call, he's busy, hot mic? Hot mic, 100%. Well, because, you know, so much of, so much is, um, not up to us when we're working from home, you know, um, and even recording the podcast here, which we didn't do pre-pandemic, we went to a studio, Mm -hmm. like I'll be sitting here recording the podcast and I'm like, oh, it's Monday, here come the gardeners, damn it. You know, and it's like, (laughs) there are just things we forget also because it's like a never ending Tuesday around here. I don't know about you, but I never know what day it is. So um, I think it's Thursday right now. I know, but I just say everything's a never, it's always feels like Tuesday to me, no matter what. Yeah, uh, Even Fridays don't have that like special Friday magic anymore. It's just like, oh, what's no. today? It, everything's oh, one okay. big blur. Yes. So yeah, I think it's sign on the door or like a um, little door knocker tab, like mom's in a meeting, do not come in. Although in our case, that would be our dogs who can't read. Um, you know, anything that you can kind of preserve your peace at this point in, the, right. <laughs> in this process, I think is good. Pre-recorded conference calls. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Validated. <laughs> so uh, let, let's talk about the uh, setup tips to optimize yes. space. What kind of suggestions mm. do you have in that area for us? You know, I think it's so this pandemic, I mean, like every square inch of our house is now utilized for like double duty, you know, because we're right. like, like, we literally moved the dining room table over to fit the Peloton in. Like, I know that's a first world problem, but still I was like, so we're moving the place where we eat so that we can work out. Okay. Like makes sense. Um, As I think I've mentioned, this desk that I'm sitting at is also where I record everything. So all my lights Mm -hmm. are around here and my microphone is here. Um, It's also the desk that I work at because we don't have space for me to have a recording area. Although I'm working on that. I was trying to, I was like, I'm lobbying really hard to like get rid of some other furniture in here to have like a separate little space. (laughs) But I think too, um, you know, if you don't have even this kind of setup, I imagine my friends back home in New York city apartments, like if you have, all you have is a laptop and a stack of books, go for it. Just make sure that you have, it's like this stack of books back here is actually my laptop stack. It's the Mm -hmm. proper height for me to put it in front of my face with a laptop on top of it so that the camera is above me. Pro tip, pro tip for life. Never put a camera <laughs> underneath your chin, ever, ever. It should always be slightly higher so that you don't have 17 chins. The thinnest people in the world will have 17 chins if you put the camera down here. It's just, that's yeah. just, that's just math. It's not math. Yeah, um, that, that's probably the big, one of the biggest things that I see. People either have that upward view and it's like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. not good. Uh, no yeah, boy, no, change this. that. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or they're doing, uh, I don't know if I could say this, and I guess you can, but like, 
the old people, I'll, I'll use the politically correct words, old people moves where you're getting like their forehead or oh, from their nose up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens. Uh, we have a family call every Sunday and that happens a lot in the family call. Various uncles oh, yeah. and stepfathers and grandfathers who are just like, I don't know. And you get like half a nostril and, a, and an ear and you're like, okay, can you pull the camera away though? Can you just <laughs> a little farther out? So yeah, camera should always be eye level and above, always. I and then if you need a book stack, just get your little book stack. Hopefully you have books you've already read and put your laptop yeah. on top of it so that, you know, in a pinch, you're good to go. I also like to have like, I have a little, I have some various clothing items here just in case a zoom pops up and I, that I am unaware of or forgot about. And I'm like, put on a better sweater or shirt or bra. Yeah. Can I say that? Like, sometimes <laughs> you just got to throw on a bra. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do that occasionally too. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what about as far as having a professional background everybody's working from home oh. we know the situation some people yes. don't have really much of a choice where they mm -hmm. work it's it's like hey we were all thrown in that i think people are understanding but realistically what should you aim for well you know it's funny as you said that i thought about that did you see that meme that went around about the there was an actor this like young actor in hollywood he was auditioning for some major director um in his seriously crappy apartment and the director mm -hmm. didn't know that he wasn't muted and commented on it right before uh. the guy's audition and it was really like if you go if you go you, know, you can find it on twitter if you it really is heartbreaking to listen to because the, the director yeah. is just not a nice person and this poor actor had to be like he actually said like yeah man sorry i don't live in a better place but hey give me this job and i'll get a better place like he played it <laughs> off like but oh my god my heart was breaking for him yeah we definitely are in a place now where we're seeing way more of our co-workers homes than we ever intended to um, this behind me is a, is an actual wall that we painted white and those, those little squares are, um, stickers. I'm actually noticing that this is crooked now that's bothering me. Um, but, uh, it's Zoom, I mean, Zoom backgrounds are, the virtual backgrounds are great if you don't move around yeah. a lot. If you're going to do a dance, you'd definitely be able to see that it's virtual. But then also, you know, Canva has backgrounds you can customize with your logos and, and anything mm -hmm. you want, really. And then also Minted, if, if you're in the wedding industry, Minted has really beautiful backgrounds for Zooms now. So a lot wow. of companies are kind of taking it on themselves to like give us some options. Um, a whole new industry spurred up because of the pandemic. Right. Zoom backgrounds, right. virtual backgrounds. Yeah. And I do, Renee, I just want to point out real quick, Okay, the wall right here is also yes. real. Degrees, nice. the degrees, not so much, but <laughs> the wall, legit. Nice. I bought those I off of, um, you ever hear about the Wish app? I got those right no. off of Wish, $13.99. Oh, wait, is Wish app the one that has the really weird yeah. ads on Facebook? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, yeah, <laughs> the weirdest ones. What's funny, though, is that you mentioned backdrop. I was on a call um, uh, before, before us, I was on a call with some conference organizers talking about, like, I'm going to do a virtual thing for them. And one of the girls said, oh, it's you. I knew it was you because of your background. And I was like, I thought she meant like my personal background. And I was like, yeah. what? And she's like, your background, it's always the same. And I was like, oh, this has been a long year of like, yeah, <laughs> everyone's used to seeing me like this. If you if you follow me, like you're used to seeing this, yeah. this whole setup. Wow, well, uh, that's funny. Uh, well, I don't have that cool of a background story. But you do, I like it. It's, it's a lot to look at. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I got my pictures with uh steven tyler joe perry my nick Foles, alex get some sports sports ball things back there yeah just one just one from when the eagles won the super bowl but it's mostly it's mostly rock stars however you know the one that's right behind me i do gotta take down but uh 
uh, you know, it's cool. I like it. It gives people, you know, when you're in a wider view chat where they could see things like this with the camera, a lot of yeah. customers or whatever, they're always like, who are they? They rock stars? And like, yeah, they're rock stars. <laughs> I think it's, um, if you're an Eagles fan, you're required by law to have something in your home that celebrates the Super Bowl win because my husband is from Philadelphia and we also have a framed situation about the sports you, ball. Wait, do you, I would have said you a house. picture of the shrine that I have right in my living room by the dining room table. I have a oh, trophy. Look. I have confetti. I got No, everything. don't send that because then my husband's going to want it and it's not an option. The official, <laughs> the official Eagles ring. I got it all. Wow. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was the first Super Bowl. So I was living yeah. out in LA the year that the Eagles went in. I did not know that the Eagles obviously were going to win the Super Bowl, but I was doing really, really good out in LA with my job. Same job I have now, just I got promoted to run the Northeast now. I was a sales rep out there. And, you know, it, it was the first time in ever that the Eagles were actually playing twice in LA because it just so happened that the Rams moved to LA and yes. it was the Chargers' first season back in LA. So it yes. was like, bam. So what I did was I got... Uh, both games front row um, for the Chargers, and then I had it wow. with the Eagles too. But the 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 really cool thing is, so we were like, hey, let's go home for Christmas Day. Uh, the Eagles were playing the Raiders on Christmas Day out in Philly, so we got Christmas Day tickets, first row Monday Night Football. But I also took part of a charity to help inner city youth in Philadelphia oh, with nice. Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, won the charity auction, which was to have lunch with uh, the Eagles during one of their practices during the season. So we're there hanging out with the Eagles and stuff, literally a month before they went on to That's win the Super Bowl. Crazy. And it I was right that. after, right after Carson Wentz got injured in LA yes. at the Rams game. We were there. In fact, there's a picture that you can see of Carson Wentz walking off the field with his talent in his head. You can see one person in the stand, and it's actually my daughter, who's five at the time, blowing into a popcorn bag because she was bored. And coincidentally, <laughs> she was wearing a Nick Foles jersey, too. So oh, it was funny. It was pretty, pretty crazy. And, you know, if there's one season to have gone all in just out of pure fandom, yes, we hit the jackpot that, that one. year. Uh, that was the year I got a, I got a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, i'm not a sports go. person my husband my husband is only in for the eagles but we, we need to get oh, married in here. philadelphia so i'm uh i'm you know i'm very pro philadelphia yeah sorry we had to you got me going on football i had to give some I'm in, no Phil listen Philly i'm here love. for i never shame anyone's fandom i'm a, i'm in the fandom of many bizarre things and so way yeah, more yeah. insane than than sports so yes okay okay well i did just watch what was that uh Oh, what was that show? Billions. And they yes. made some weird hoppies in that show. So I got ideas. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Uh, where You're can welcome. people get in touch with you at? Like, what's a good way for them to reach out? Excuse me. Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram, to be honest. Instagram. And Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse a lot now. Are you on Clubhouse? Clubhouse? No, because I do not like Apple. Oh, and they only have sorry. Apple app. Yeah. Well, eventually there will be an Android version of the app i am told be. i'll join when they come out with um with them i just can't i look i'm a techie person i like having my freedom i like being able to load apps no matter what i can't do the apple ecosystem yeah i need the freedom yeah, I of get choice that. 
So it that. is what it is. Sometimes I lose out with cool things like Clubhouse, but whatever. Well, I will say this. Clubhouse is still in beta and it is very in beta. Like that thing crashes all the time. Oh. So it needs to, it needs some kinks worked out before, uh, I think before the Android release, but hopefully they'll do it. And hopefully we'll yeah, I'll see yeah. you on there, but Clubhouse is cool because we get to talk and I'm a talker. Um, I love Instagram though. Obviously I'm in the wedding industry. So of course, uh, yeah, yeah. Instagram, um, my Instagram, I have three different Instagram accounts. Just find me at Renee Dallow, my name. Uh, the other two are wedding planning and um, my website. Everything is Renee Dallow, Renee Dallow, Renee Dallow everywhere. Oh, perfect. Perfect. As always, we'll have, uh, you know, links down there in the description, whether in YouTube, Spotify, Google podcasts, we're iTunes, wherever you want to watch or listen to the show. Hey, Renee, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, and we're going to have you back to talk about this etiquette once, once this all settles out, once we okay. pandemic's over, maybe in the next three or four years, and we see kind of how this work mind. from home or movement goes. I'd like to bring you back on to talk about how things have changed. I'm in. I'll come back anytime. Yep. Thank you again. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. That was an awesome chat with Renee, right? First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked some warm and fuzzies, do me a favor. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, follow button, whatever it's there. Whether you're on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, you know, whatever it may be, whatever podcast app you're doing, make sure you follow, like, subscribe whatever you can. We're trying to build up this community, share the word. And if you really found this interview helpful, which I think you did because it had some really solid tips on there for all these virtual Zoom calls we're doing, okay? Do me a solid and please share this out to your network, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you're using. Let's get the word out there. Let's get Renee Dallow and Shark Bite Biz trending. Now let's get back to our rock star guest, Renee. And she had some awesome, awesome points. First, lighting is so important. Remember, many laptops have very, very crappy built-in cameras. Just make it easy, you know, buy an external camera. Uh, you can get a much, much better, cheaper Logitech camera for like 40 bucks. You know, if you really don't wanna spend the money though on a proper camera, at least try to do like Renee says and have proper lighting. You know, don't sit in front of a window unless you are purposefully, uh, you know, trying to look like you're in witness protection. It, it just doesn't work. You're just going to be a big, big shadow blob, okay? And I don't like talking to shadow blobs on Zoom, you know what I mean? So don't sit in front of that window. And I, I'd also say, you know, if you are a working professional and you plan on working from home on a regular basis, maybe not every day, but maybe a day or two a week, just grab a light. I mean, they are very, very, very cheap anymore. And it makes the world of difference when you're having these virtual chats, helps you look a million times more presentable. And Renee did show us one of her lighting hacks, which I thought was really, really cool and actually surprised by it, which was the calligraphy book. You know, all those white pages had it right there in front of her. And it really, it was pretty gnarly. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it lit up her face. It's probably hard for you to see in the video because when you record it, it does downgrade the resolution a little bit. But when we were on the phone call, you could see a difference. Now she didn't have all those lights, 
like she was saying, we probably would even see a little bit more. And while we're at it, talking about lighting, camera, stuff like that, another thing we should do is probably, you know, save your team the hassle of trying to translate or decipher everything you say. You know, grab a microphone. Again, built-in laptop microphones, you're going to sound like you're underwater. Now, cameras, like I have a Logitech Brio 4K, and this is actually what I'm recording the video on right now, which is a really good high-quality camera. It's got a built-in microphone. However, if I were to record the audio on that microphone, I'd sound like I was, you know, in a hollow room or underwater or something. I mean, it's better than a lot of other camera microphones are, but nowhere near the quality of something like my Shure here. But you don't need to go that high up with your tech. I mean, you could get a simple headset um, or one of the Yeti Pro microphones, you know, blue microphones they're pretty good uh, although i do think they are a little overrated but you can go out there and get different options like that and my son francisco who actually produces this podcast has a yeti or a blue snowball i think it is i think it's like a 40 dollars mic world of difference for him with what he does so there's a lot of cheap affordable options out there if you're going to be working from home probably worth the investment to spend something that's going to be worth those couple bucks another big tip that renee gave us was to look at the camera okay not the image of the person on the screen if you're looking at the image of the person on the screen you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm looking right at you, but they have no clue. You're gonna look distracted to them because you're not looking at the camera, you're looking somewhere else. And I think that's one mistake a lot of people say. Now, if you're working off a laptop, I think that depending how big the laptop is, you're not gonna be able to tell much of a difference. But if you're working at home, for example, I'm working off of two, I think these are 34 inch monitors, okay? and my laptop is actually on the side here as an extra screen that I barely use, but it's still there, uh, there's a huge difference. But even with the camera that's on top of the screen, I mean, you can tell the difference if I'm not looking exactly at the camera. So, you know, keep that eye contact as much as you can. But another thing that came out was the facial expressions. You know, like when she was talking about the resting face, that's also important. You don't want to look like you're bored or cranky when somebody else is talking. Learn how to smile. <laughs> you know, when I first started doing interviews for this podcast, one of the first things I had to learn because my wife kept telling me, you look bored. And I swear, I wasn't bored when people were telling me their stories and stuff. I was just absorbing the info and trying to think about what I could ask them or what the next question was or how do I work in the next angle or what I want to say. You know, I'm thinking about that stuff. And looking back at those first couple episodes, it's like, wow, David, you really do look bored. But I wasn't, you know. Now I've learned, you know, again, something that we've talked about this show plenty of times is kind of learning from your past. And, you know, I've evaluated that. I realized, hey, I could approve this. So it's something I fixed on my own. So to hear Renee actually say that, 
that really resonated with me. And that's why now, when you watch these interviews, you'll see I have a smile on my face most of the time when someone's talking. <laughs> because, you know, I don't want to give the appearance like I'm being bored. I mean, even though I'm not, again, I love what they're saying. But still, question of the day. What was your favorite tip? Renee gave us. Leave your comment down below on YouTube. And hey, do you want to be on the show? We got a new email for you. There is a waiting list, okay? But shoot an email, interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. We will get every single one of these fans out on the show. It'll be amazing. Last chance. Also, too, I just want to mention join the channel. I'm going to mention that one more time. Join the channel. Hit that join button on YouTube. Three bucks, you can become a baby shark, as well as make sure you go to deadhousecoffee.com, use the code SHARK, get 20% off your coffee purchase, and all purchases directly help this show grow. So once again, everybody knows this, I'm David Strasser, this is Shark by Biz, we'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.